0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Behind the Bounds podcast, episode 14 this week, Coops. Correct. The Michael Hibbert tribute episode, which is actually quite (laughs) fitting because he is a confirmed in to start for the Demons against the Cats this week. We will be getting into all that and more in the podcast. Uh, This is going to be interesting because Coops has just had his first uh, COVID vaccine. He took Bailey Smith's advice from Saturday night and decided to uh, get a jab up him. Coops, how are you feeling? (laughs) Yeah, no, nah, I feeling fine. He's fine with the vaccine. Get the, yeah, hashtag get vaxxed. Uh, better than what we could say. So, um, yeah, that's good from you, Keeps It's a real save-the-town type situation from you. <laughs> I'm going to book in for mine. I just, as we were just talking up there, I just got an email, so I'll be booking in for mine potentially someday. Incredible. Depends if we get a shift or not. Uh, watch this space. But no, a big, uh, big episode uh, tonight. I feel like it would be rude of us not start with potentially the biggest talking point uh, of this week so far and it's that Lockie Neal has not requested a trade to go home but there is very strong indicators that he will go home. Coops, what were your first thoughts when you saw this trade come to light and do you think it'll go ahead? Ah, uh, correct. You think it'll I go ahead? Reckon, I reckon it'll go ahead, yeah. I, um, when I first saw it, I was like, ah, oh, yep, no worries. Um, Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't really, I Obviously, if I was a Brisbane support, I'd obviously have more of a an input, but like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of Vic by actually, to be honest. I think Coops, you know how everybody says that uh, it's the VFL, it's not the AFL. And I actually would agree with this because I was sort of thinking, oh, lucky Neil, who really cares? But if you sort of unpack the player he is, it's actually yeah. quite catastrophic for the Lions. Like, Brownlow medalist reigning mm. two best and fairest, uh, yeah. you know, probably the best thing that's gone to the club since Slice Bread has now requested a trade at a really, really weird time. Like mm. it's not like he's come out post season and announced that he's pregnant or his wife, yeah. his partner is pregnant and gone. Look, I think I have to go home. She's not mm. pregnant yet. And they've, they they have were genuinely less than 24 hours gone since they've just lost. Another yeah, family. like, it's a really weird time to sort of, to bring it up. Yeah. It. yeah. Also, he's going to have to break another contract, which I I don't like to be completely honest. He broke. Is that a thing? Can you do that or? Yeah. So I think the lions will have to, uh, I'm not sure what way it works. I'm not sure if the lions have to, uh, if I mean the dockers, if the dockers have to pay a percentage of the contract going forward or whether they pay a fee to break the contract. I know that, Obviously Collingwood and Ned Guy are completely stuffed the pooch and they're still paying off some of Adam Trelaw's contract for him at the docky. <laughs> after pay is <laughs> it all? <laughs> yeah, after pay zip pay. They've had to go on all of the uh, all of the payment services, but I know that you do have to pay uh, a fee to break the contract. So he's gonna break another contract, which I just think is is weird anyway, but there's three things that can happen here. Either it goes very, very well and he goes home and has his baby and whatever, uh, yep. or it either looks very bad on him, which I think it already does. If you're breaking a contract uh, again and you're leaving a club for – a and it's a, it's a g- genuine reason, but I don't know. The timing is very interesting. Uh, it's yeah. sort of bad on him. And it also yeah. has the potential to look very bad on the Lions because I feel like there could be a cultural issue there in terms of this is just completely really weird. Like what, it's just so, it's so confusing um, that he's decided that he wants to go home. Uh, and then also yeah. the, the potential to end up really bad for the Dockers because they're going to have to give up, you would think uh, pick eight, which they've got at the moment. Uh, and they'll probably have to give up Carlton's pick six as well, uh, which is yeah. for Adam Chera. So they're looking down the barrel of getting a player back but having to give up their future for him, yeah, and I feel like a twenty-eight-year-old going home to start a family, breaking a five-year, multi-million-dollar contract, probably says to me that he's not going to stay around in the game too much longer. Yeah, uh, and I also find it very interesting, keeps that Lockie Neal's contract was front-loaded, so uh, he was on a seven. Let's say, for example, he was on a seven hundred and fifty thousand-dollar contract. Uh, It means that the first two years of that contract were front loaded. So he got a percentage more. So he got $250,000 more to give him a million dollar contract Mm. for the first two years. Uh, Yeah. And then he goes on a reduced rate for years three, four, and five, but it still ends up where it ends up. Now he would have gotten those two front loaded payments and now he's going. So I think that's very interesting. He's taken his bat and ball and he's gone home. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's very interesting. Uh I'm not I think Brisbane will dig their heels in. I think they'll make it very very difficult for him to go just because of what he's got the potential to do to their club in terms of a culture shock because something something's gone on there. People like that just don't leave. Yeah, like that. It's it's not a thing that happens and um yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to fork out a lot for him. Like, I don't, they're either going, or they're gonna be a real prick and they're gonna want two top ten picks and a player, and they're gonna make yeah. it very difficult. So it's a very interesting watch. This space, um, it's that- you know, for for the Lions. Like, if we just touch on their game, game of the year for mine uh, was that semifinal on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, believable. Um, I, I think yeah. that Jack Bailey has been absolutely robbed of the seal. I think his goal was a lot more difficult to kick than Bailey Smith's, but that's just because they lost. Um, but, yeah, that was an unbelievable game, Coops. What did you think of it? Yeah, I watched it and I thought it was a ripper. Bloody, yeah. you know, it went down to, what, 40 seconds left or something or before it was actually just – or five seconds even, you know. Went yeah. down to the final siren even, you know. It yeah, was, you'll Because um, it. Yeah. it was in, in the Lions, you know, fifty so – yeah, you mean go put down on the full and cost him the game. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your mate. <laughs> oh, no. He's not coming on the pod. Sorry, Dane. No. Nah. Um, no, nah, he's all right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he was just trying to get a point, to be honest. Yeah. Fair oh, enough. I mean, yeah. there's not much he could do. It um does raise a couple of questions, though, Coops. Lions in finals are shit out. <laughs> mm. Yeah, have a look at the – so I saw a stat the other day. They've played 35 games at the Gabba in the last three years. Obviously, that's an inflated total because of the COVID year in 2020. Yeah. Um, All the games are played up there. But they've played – so they've played 35 up there. Yep. They've gone 28-2 and in home and away games up at the Gabba, one and four in finals. Oh, that's shit. Yeah, right. That's real bad. That is – Yeah. it's terrible. And you can't quite say it's the teams that they're coming up against because they've beaten pretty well. They beat Geelong up there uh, last year and then lost to them. They beat Richmond up there and then lost to them. Like, mm. uh, yeah, so true. Weird. It's so weird how, yeah, how that the they they want to play. shifts. But um, yeah, I think the doggies are, are scary. Obviously, they've got injuries galore at the moment. Uh, that meaning Marcus Bontempelli, I don't think he'll play. If he does, oh, I don't think he'll play very well. Um, so that's going to yeah. be a real... Um, Watch his space? Yeah, real... number three going the podcast. Yeah. And Cody Waitman doesn't look like he'll play either. I think that they're going to try and get him around the loophole of it was a head knock, not a concussion. But yeah. I feel like that completely uh, makes the medical sub redundant because that's the whole reason it was brought in for the head yeah. injury. Um, so I feel like it's unfortunately it's probably the only one where uh, a concussed player has been able to play the following week. But yeah. I feel like if yeah if they made him play, it's um yeah it makes the whole thing redundant. So that'll be really really interesting. But oh, it was such a good game. You love games. Yeah. Like that. it's just it was. That's amazing, and I still think the doggies have got a little bit more to say in um in twenty. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, um, I had mixed opinions sort of thing. Like, uh, when the Doggies played, uh, going into finals, I was like, oh, well, then, you know, they're not going to be much. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. They might, um, you know, they might do a bit of damage next round. or You know, this coming round. Yeah, there's a lot of belief there, Coops. Like, it almost actually feels like, although they were Premiership favourites four weeks ago, that yeah. they are actually the underdogs again. And there's a lot of 2016 vibes I'm getting from this. They've had mm. to, twice on the road, I know that it was obviously their home home game in uh, the first week of the finals, but they've had to win twice interstate. They're going to have to go yep. into the Lions' den to play Port Adelaide at a stacked Adelaide Oval. Um, mm. And then they're going to have to go over to Perth to play somebody who's played there two weeks oh. in a row. Yeah. Like they're either going to play Geelong or, or Melbourne, who who have played mm-hmm. there before. So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And I I think if they do win it, it's it's all you know fair play. But I I don't think it's their year. I think that Port Adelaide will finally break that curse. Yeah, <laughs> and, I reckon it's hard them. to go past Port and a stacked Adelaide over, as you said. Yeah, and and they're healthy. Like uh, yeah. It's the the two things, and we'll touch on again with Melbourne uh, going going forward. But it's the two things that mean the most in in September. It's yep. having, uh, health, and it's about having a good defensive structure. And Port Adelaide have both. Uh, they've got health; they're very healthy. They've had um, you know a couple of weeks off, and then they're playing at home. You know, slept in their own beds, yada yada yada. And then they've got Aaliyah. they've got Tom Jonas, Tom Clory. Um, People stepping up. Yeah. The right times, oh, yeah. Uh, Trent McKenzie as well. Like, as, as a pretty solid defense and that forward line. Jay Dilks said they need. Yeah, I'd step up. I'd play in the back pocket, left back <laughs> pocket on um, Cody Waitman. Oh wait, he won't play. But um, yeah, how lucky he did there? It's just a good, good defensive defensive structure, and the Dogs have got a pretty weak forward line, without um, yep. Joshua, Joshua Bruce and obviously Waitman will miss as well. Uh, Bonton Pally there probably goes a goal or two. You know, yeah. I mean, they can score from anywhere, like, and that's that's what I think will make it very interesting because Port Adelaide, their midfield doesn't score very often. Like, yeah, Tra- yeah. Travis Spoke isn't one to score. um lot. Lot. Might lot. on the flank, but he is he or is he? Mid-order? Yeah, I, I'd call him a flanker or a pocket. Um, I mean, Dersma, yeah. Butters, and Rosie all seem to pop up, but I'd still I still call them call them yeah. um, forwards to be honest. That mean Ollie Wines can score occasionally, but I mean you look at you look at where the doggies' goals come from on Saturday. You had Bailey Smith with three, uh, Bontempi kicked one or two. I think he kicked uh, robbed of one. I think he kicked three behinds, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think he kicked one goal, three. Um, Mm. But you know, had four four scoring shots. um, Yeah. Who else was in that midfield? McRae kicked one. Libber kicked two. He kicked the first two. So there's what. Speaking of the dogs, seven goals. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um did you see the what Kane Corns said about Adam Trelaw? I did not. But I'm i interested. think I think he's completely right in what he's saying. <laughs> However I do, say? I do like here, I'll get it up. I do like Trelaw though, that's the thing. Like I I love Trelaw, but because yeah, of how bad he was how bad he was treated, but yeah. what Kane Corns has said is he's hit the nail on the head. As he, um, he doesn't do that very often, to be honest, Kane Corns. He's very left to field. Yeah, I'll flick it through to you now, but um it's Trelaw's um so time so Trelaw's troubles. Um preferred pre- he's going about their preferred position. Um saying he's time in he's got a lot of time in the forward, fifty eight percent in the forward line, but not a lot of time in the mid. And if you watch the video, you can see Trelaw just slacking off, not chasing anyone down, just you can see he's being lazy essentially. A bit dejected, Do you think Coops? Yeah. So swipe to the last video, he just gives up at the wrong times. Um
1: you know, oh, he gets defended yeah, well,
0: off, he just gives up. Yeah, very soft. Yeah, yeah. it's very difficult that there's no no. Getting visual paid that too. much, you want you know. Um, uh, and as a time, I think, chasing someone down in the forward fifty and he just stops and just lets them run and they get about three bounces in. I, I think should have gone not, for the handball from Lucky it's Hunter. Not even, said no. No. It's not even uh, as much as uh, uh you're getting paid that much it's this club has given you a lifeline like they were willing to pay a lot of money to get you across the line mm. uh, they're willing to save your career and uh yep. you're getting that to them And I can understand wanting to be um a complete you know if you if you come from Collingwood where you're King dick in the midfield and yep. you're getting 35 and a couple of goals every week I can understand wanting to 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 continue to be that player but yeah it's yeah. not like you've walked into Gold Coast where you can be that player. You've walked into the Brisbane, uh, into the Doggies, who have got that stacked midfield anyway. Yeah. So there, was, there, there, like, was, there wasn't room for him in the midfield to begin with, let alone yeah. that they've all stayed healthy. However, this week, if Bond was to not play, he probably would get 100% in the midfield, I'd say, or, you know, the yeah. rest or so. But, like, when Devin Robertson, he gave up chasing him. Devin Robertson got, I think, what two two possessions in that time because he just stayed there and he got another handball. Yeah, because the yeah. law wasn't putting pressure. Out. Like it's just I don't know. That's it was confused. one on two, and they ended up with the ball sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's not what you want to see because he's, I guess, as much as he's new to the club, and and much the same as what Lockie Neal will be when he goes back home. Um, yeah, he's a leader of the club, like yeah. You know that no matter how how long they've actually been in the team for, uh, leaders of yeah. the club. Uh, so, you don't like to see that. But um, what you do like but to sure, see... If, if you is, are watching... um, We, we love I, you. Yeah, we love you. And, we love you, Ads. Hope um, it up. up and just... Yeah. No Did much. you want to go uh, back in time a little bit to Perth to the game on uh, Friday night? The Cats finally showed up-ish. Mm. And uh, I thought the Giants were very brave in their efforts. Um, Come back from a lot of points down. I think 39 or something at three-quarter time. Yeah. Um, Got within three goals and just didn't have the legs. But that was a week from hell from them. Toby Green was obviously a dipshit and, and got himself suspended. Uh, yeah, Tom Green goes out as well with a broken wrist. And then they lose Jesse Hogan day off, yeah, laid out. Yeah, oh, very, very yeah, good. Nah. It was a good performance, yeah. Um, it went the sort of way I expected it to, though. The Cats, yeah, you know, they're just that sort of team, they're just professional. Still didn't look yeah. great, I didn't think. Um, like, if you're a Melbourne supporter or a Melbourne player, you look at that and you go into this week with a lot of confidence, I think. Um, yeah. Because apart from... I mean, you know, Tom Hawkins kicked 5 whoop do, doo but he was playing on Phil Davis, who hasn't played footy since, what, April? Yeah. yeah. And he was a late yeah, in. No, you're right. Like, it's not like he's had a couple of weeks to prepare. Like, he, he come in as a late in and you oh, kick, you know, an hour before the game. I just... I. You know, it's like I mean, it's good, but I don't know. Like I still I back Steven, Stephen May all, all the time. Like they looked good. Correct. He's on a kick five against Stephen May. He's played every game, sort of thing. Yeah, it's completely different. But um, yeah. yeah, I think that I still think the Ds are gonna are gonna roll them. But um, yeah, I'd like to see if they can finally break that curse because. I think we we saw that Geelong have made 12 of the last 18 prelims, which I think equipses yep. even further down to 11 of the last 15, mm-hmm. which is insane. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that – I think – I don't know. There's probably question marks if they don't make the grand final this year, to be completely honest. I understand that it's Melbourne's year. Like, if they come up against Port, it's probably an easier road uh, because yep. a lot of people didn't think Port would get this far. Yeah. Yeah, if they don't make the grand final, I don't know. There's question marks because there's obviously something going on upstairs in the old coaching department. If they can't continually, continually can't make grand finals, like mm-hmm. how how can't you get that team to a premiership? Yeah, true. Um, speaking of, you'd sort of ask the same of um, of Rutten as well. So, yeah, correct. You would. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's that was unwarranted. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was <laughs> correct. Um, yeah, poor poor rats did not deserve that. I'm assuming you were talking about rats because Ben Rutten's not close to a Premiership with Essendon, but um, that's okay. We'll, we'll move on. Um, something I did actually pick up, which was a bit of an issue uh, over the weekend, was the over umpiring of the game, and yeah. I noticed this last week as well. I've noticed it all year. Um, to be honest. Uh, so the league average for free kicks is 38. And yeah. I think there were 47 paid on Saturday, yeah. which yeah. is a lot. I mean, 38 is a lot, to be completely honest. Um, mm. But it's like 50 is a lot in any any number of anything, any amount of anything. not is a lot. So, um, look, yeah. I, I don't like it, to be honest. I remember when... Yeah. Uh, the Saints played the Dogs in the elimination final last year. Uh, we're going to yeah. go back to it. But I think there was something like twenty 23 kicks paid for the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfectly umpired game. Holding the balls that were needed to be called, were called, the highs, the arm chops, whatever. They were all called. But 47, I, it, it was a pretty clean game, to be completely honest. Apart from the last 10 minutes where it was as close as all. Yeah. It was yeah. Quite, a, quite a clean game. I don't understand how they picked out forty-seven free kicks. Forty-seven, yeah. Um, no, I think yeah. it was a bit um, excessive. And and they're supposed to be the best umpires, too, coops like They're supposed to be the ones that let that go and and, and mm. let the let the holding the man go because it's in the, they're supposed to have the best feel for the game. And I don't know. They are. Like, yeah. I feel like it ruins the games to be completely honest with you, coops because the the game say uh, the game winning decision of the Vandermeer point was caused by a free kick. Yeah. And a pretty weak one at that. I think it was a block in the middle on it Timmy. It was a shit bounce. <laughs> two two big tall ruckmen of non-athletic and agile ruckmen have run into each other. Um, yep. That's a free kick. Yeah. Goes down. Vandermeer. I don't know what he did. It sort of looked like he just rushed it through. To be honest, he didn't really try um, to kick yep. it. Yeah, got it through for a point. That's your game it just confuses the hell out of me. Um that, that I don't know that they have such an influence. Like I can understand if it was, um I don't reckon if there was, if there was no free kick, it probably would have gone in extra time to be honest. Yeah, correct. Because it, well, I mean, knowing, knowing exactly what happened in that play, it went straight to a stoppage um, mm. and it got called back. So, I mean, it probably would have. And, and when you've got people like Mitch Robinson and, and Lockie Neal, especially, and, and Bonton Pally and, um, just dive on it and knock it in. They're not quite clean coming out of the stoppage. Mm. Very, very good yep. in clean air, but they kick a lot across their body, a lot in the middle. So uh, probably yep. would have gone to extra time. Um, and yeah, it, yeah it, it ultimately cost the Lions a spot in the prelim. But I don't know. It's just it's just interesting. Um, but that's okay. Something else that was brought up during the week was the grand final time slot. Yay! Um, yeah. Five fifteen PM Western uh start which is seven fifteen over here. Coops yep. is a good time slot for you, do you think? I think it would have been cool to have it, I don't know, like of a night where the lights they do shit with the lights. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really care to be honest. Seven fifteen <laughs> over here, head to the nearest KFC and you're right. Oh, oh oh! they've got a new pizza double out, Coops. Um I'm not sure if you've seen it. But oh, I'll look, be having I'll... the normal one thanks. Yeah, fair enough. Um yeah <laughs> I, I like I've it. seen it. You did you did show us did I? Good, yeah, yeah, good. Correct. I did. I remember. I did. Yeah, they look elite. Um, I don't know. Mm. I like. I like the time slot. I like. Yeah. Uh, I like that it's twilight over there, and then have the first half. Um, come in, have halftime entertainment under lights, and then go out and play the second half. I like that. Um, but yeah, I did see a lot of people saying that it was too late, and I, yeah. I don't really understand how. How? Like, I don't understand yeah. how you can make it earlier because as much as you've got to favour the Victorians because it's our game, essentially, eight teams, you know, AFL houses, shit tons of money comes through the state for AFL. Yeah. Like, if you put it any earlier, if that's a 6.30 start, um, people have not had dinner by that time. Yeah, People have just gotten home from work at that time. You can't expect people to get, um, I mean, we'll be in lockdown anyway. Like, you know, there's no 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 household, in, I wouldn't have thought. But, um, yeah, it's just, like, I don't, yeah. I don't and it. And it's not like it's being played on a Sunday night, like the NRL, where if it does finish at quarter to 11, by the time the cup's raised and yada, 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 it's an issue because people have got to get to work. Like, I understand that sometimes. But, I don't know, it's Saturday during the school holidays, you know, it just it makes no sense, but I'm excited for it. I, I think that yeah. uh, Perth have had two very good auditions. Uh, they had the derby, and then they have had obviously the finals uh, series. So I think they'll do a good job. Hopefully, it shuts them up for a bit uh, because they know the <laughs> shit out. Of me. But yeah, I don't. I don't think it's an issue. I think that the people that nah. uh, the people that uh, do have an issue with it have got uh, bigger issues. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm not looking forward to this week off. It's going to be the most boring week off ever. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, but it's going to give people like Cody, the Cody Waitmans of the world, a chance to get up, uh, which I think is important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of, um, if the doggies are going to get there, Coops, who do you think goes to the grand final? I think it'd be good to see doggies in Melbourne. I don't really like Port, I don't know why, probably because the prison bars. I don't know. <laughs> Um, no, nah, I don't know. I would think I'd like to see doggies in Melbourne, but I just don't think doggies will be able to get over port at Adelaide yeah. in front of a home crowd. Yeah, yeah. I just I, don't I, see it happening. And you think the Ds are going to be good enough to, to, to uh, keep going? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Correct. I think, I think it's their year, to be honest, Coops. Like, I mean, as much as this season's going to be a pass regardless, uh, you know, you went 9-0, um, you've beaten every team. Have they? Yes, they've nice. beaten. The um, you know, had an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable year. I haven't beaten Collingwood. Oh, they didn't beat Collingwood, did they? We, we played them once, thanks. Yeah, all right, fair, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> uh, I still feel like it's a pass, but God, you think yeah, it's true. a missed opportunity if they don't win the flag from here. Yeah, after all the heartache and heartbreak and hurt that they've yeah. been through after the over the last sixty years, like it's a missed opportunity, but. I think they'll be right. I think yeah. long coming off, you know, they. I think their management last week was really, really bad. Um, they had the game sewn up with ten minutes to go, and Dangerfield, Selwood, Duncan, um, Tui, Henderson, all those old goobers were still running around at the, at the final <laughs> siren. Um, and I know it's only I know it's only ten minutes, but. Like, I mean, just yeah. get them on ice, get their recovery started early, um, yeah. you know. And I think that, um, yeah, I think that their old bodies, uh, just aren't, they're not going to be able to hold up because Melbourne are going to start fast. Um, yeah. And I think that, I, I genuinely think this game could be over by a quarter time, to be completely honest with you. If the Ds kick the first two or three and just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, uh, they're going to be in some real trouble to Cats, because I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. And it's probably yeah. the same with the Dogs as well. Like, they're quite injured at the moment. Um, yeah. Pushed them really, really hard. And um, then they went to a war and nearly went to extra time against the Lions. Um, yeah. And then they're going to have to front up against Port Adelaide, who had one of the easier qualifying finals of all time. Had all of their good players on ice with 15 minutes to go in the last quarter. And have had yeah. to off in their own bed. So I think that that yeah, we'll we'll get a, a Melbourne and uh, and Port Grand Final. Um, yeah, I think too. Speaking of Port, Sean Burgone is heading heading back to Port. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a, I think it's it's yeah. good to see. I, I like seeing old connections go back to clubs where they've come from because they understand it. Yeah, uh, it's similar to um, which no Bob Murphy is in a similar role, but he didn't obviously. Yeah. I'm from Fremantle. But I like seeing old people like that, old players, not old people, old players like that go and assume yeah. roles like that because obviously Nick Maxwell has done a very, very good job with Collingwood and I think Rob Murphy do similar. Um, But, yeah, I, I like seeing roles like that because they're people that are still in touch with the game. You know, you're not yeah. you're not dealing with with um, fossils who don't understand how the modern game is played and I think that it's going to be really good for... Uh, the game going forward, and especially Port, because they're in that weird spot at the moment where they've got a lot of youth coming through, but their old players are really old. And there's got to be a little bit of time management trying to keep their premiership window open as long as they can uh, yeah. while still developing their new players. And I think that Sean Burgoyne will be very good at that because he is that exact role. You know, he, what is he now, like 38 or something? Yeah, yeah. Held yeah. on, become the fifth player to play 400 games, and still uh, allowed Hawthorne to develop their youth this year. So, um, yeah, yeah, he's he's the perfect um, perfect role for that. Uh, what I did actually want to bring up to it's, it's very good from Sean. Uh, Carlton are going into the trade period. Uh, they've yeah. got potentially one of the biggest roles to play in the trade period, mm-hmm. and they don't have a coach. <laughs> does Adam Chera get did he get offered the captain coach role (laughs) I think yeah wow you're arrogant I think because genuinely Coops they're going to have if if this Lockie Neal thing comes to fruition they're going to have the biggest role to play in the trade period because they hold all the cards they can basically say to Fremantle we want your pick Uh, we want Chera we'll give you this but yeah. we also want this because they they like they've got all of the, the cards because they can, as I said, they can absolutely roll roll over Fremantle because Freeman will need that pick. Yeah, <laughs> like they could say that they want uh, they want David Mundy, they want Nat Five and Adam Chera for pick six, and and Freeman will probably would have to do it to secure Lockie Neal. Um, but yeah. something I actually did see uh, regarding Lockie Neal, did you see it, keeps It was what David King said on whatever show he's on on Fox. I didn't. Fox. Uh, he said, if the Eagles offer Lockie Neal a spot and he declines, he's coming home for the wrong reasons. So I would love to see that because, obviously, uh, you look at people that want to go home. Uh, Tim Kelly, prime example, uh, both yeah. Fremantle and West Coast offered him a gig. Uh, he said, uh, sorry, Fremantle, like, I would, but I want to play at West Coast. Yeah, uh, I just want to get home. Uh, Jai Caldwell was similar. Uh, he was just like, I just want to get home. He had a few teams offer him a spot, um, accepted all of them, basically. Like he said, he would play anywhere. Um, just had to weigh up who he actually wanted to play for, chose Essendon. I actually yep. would find it really interesting if West yeah. Coast, Lockie, did you want to come home? Uh, we've got a spot for you. Probably in a better spot, to be completely honest, to yeah. offer him, offer him a, uh, you know, in that midfield, like he'd slot right in yep. exactly what they need. Three men are quite yeah. a young midfield at the moment, and I feel like he would lose a lot of development uh, if they offered him a spot and he that's declined. Well, I so that... would actually agree with David King that he is going home for the wrong reasons, and that King is uh, I mean. yeah, that's good for me. There's a there's a bit of a culture problem at the at the Lions. I think there's an issue there that uh, is about to unfold. I don't know yeah. what it is though, but I think there's there's got to be something more than that. Yeah, uh, no, nah, that's good from Kinga. Huh? Yeah, I I think it is too. But oh, jeez, does it? But see, I didn't think about that, because it's also like Coops—they're bang, they're smack bang in the middle of of their premiership tilt, the Lions as well. Yeah, and he's only been there for three years. Like you'd sort of think, if you're a 25 year old Lockie Neal who goes, "Shit, I really want to get out of Fremantle. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna give the Lions a go." Yeah, why well, wasn't a thought going? Shit, I actually might want a kid. Maybe I'll stay at Fremantle. Like there was something that there was something that gravitated him over there,
1: and yeah.
0: Thing mean, that's pushing him home. So, yeah, oh, it's so confusing. I'm ex- I'm actually excited to see how it plays out because I think that the it could absolutely cause a shitstorm. Yeah, no, I think you're right. <laughs> absolutely, uh, I reckon something's going to go down. Yeah, it's going to be Ned Guy esque. <laughs> yeah, wow. Sorry for bringing that name up, Coops. I know you don't like <laughs> it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, have uh no, don't have don't you think got think anything more to plan. add we sort of have given um, our tips in terms of i tipped melbourne and port and you tipped okay. who'd you tip uh melbourne and port <laughs> <laughs> yep good no 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 i did no nah, correct i just put the airspin in <laughs> melbourne and port correct <laughs> is there anything else that we needed to uh to talk about this fine evening Ah, uh, correct um the break oh yes <laughs> uh If you watch we, this long. Hello. <laughs> we thank you. We're we're not sure why you've watched this long, but uh, yeah, we are planning on taking a break. Um not next week. Obviously we've got the grand final. And then we've got the grand final review. Uh probably after that we're gonna take a little bit of a high <laughs> A uh, just because there's not much football news going on, uh, we will be back with trade and uh, draft. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there may it... be a few sort of uh, yeah trade and draft, um, you know, guests here and there, football. potentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was one guy um, who's recently retired who said once all the footy died down, he would he would be keen. So yeah, um, we won't spoil his name, but we'll um, we'll have a chat to him and see how we go. He, yeah. he sounds keen, so. And um, that's good. He's got a good story too, Coop. So I'd really like to get him on. Yeah, no, I think it'd be great good. From him. Um. Yeah. So yeah, then we the... could we could get Acker's news. I suppose get Acker's opinion on the Lockheed deal. Might give him a ring and do a quick five minute mm-hmm. interview with him. Yeah. Um. We we could do that as well. Um. That would be great. Right. him. But yeah, I think that's... Um, that yeah, and. Uh, AFLW stuff as well, I think would be yes. good. We, we we branched into that a little bit. I feel like those those interviews also as well, uh, which we'll we'll talk about off air. I feel like they're very attainable, and they've all got very good stories. Yep. Um, so yep. yeah, I think that's a very good round. We do have AFLW guests lined up also, um, but we were just obviously waiting for the right time to uh to do that. Yeah, big summer coming up for the BTB boys. Um, oh, and we're gonna get Cam on next week if the Ds make the granny. Oh yes, with that well, news group. to me um, for those listening. Um, this, is, this is news to me. So look, no, out. Cam, we'll you listening? Thing. Watch you're your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. great. Right. God. All oh, right. That was a that was a good episode. Yeah, I think so too, Coops. It seemed to go very well. We'll see what they think. They probably think it was shit, and I'd probably tend to agree. Uh, But, look, thank (laughs) you, everybody, for watching. I hope you've enjoyed. Let us know your prelim tips in the comments section or wherever uh, down below. Uh, Like and subscribe, and uh, (laughs) we'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye, everyone.